In this week's In-Ear Insights, let's talk about marketing mix modeling uh, or media mix modeling. Uh, recently, TikTok, uh, everyone's favorite rat hole to fall down uh, of, of dancing videos, uh, has announced that marketers have uh, now access to their built-in marketing mix modeling, their media mix modeling system uh, that they say that has been validated by uh, Nielsen and a couple other companies. And what it does, unsurprisingly, it tells you how the advertising programs you're running using TikTok, as long as you install the appropriate tracking codes, how it's providing lift to your marketing and how uh, how it's working, how well it's working. So Katie, when we think when you think about TikTok offering to help you out with your your media mix model, <laughs> you're shaking your head. Mm -mm. I have well, I have so many questions. First, first and foremost, um, I feel like this is going to be super biased towards just TikTok. So when I think of marketing mix modeling, I think of, you know, something that's more holistic that takes into account maybe your TikTok data and your other social platforms and your financials and your web analytics and, and, and to come up with a holistic analysis of what's working in your marketing. When I hear that TikTok is doing marketing mix modeling, that tells me that it only works if you're using TikTok and it's only going to tell you how great TikTok is for your marketing. You would be correct. Uh, in their in their case studies, they explain, you know, TikTok delivers 2x higher efficiency versus total digital and 3x higher efficiency than efficiency versus total media. Uh, if you look at the perform percent efficiency and in incremental sales volume here, TikTok paid and earned uh, earns point, is 0.3% effectiveness, whereas other media uh, is 0.08 effectiveness. Now, to be clear, this is effectively saying that, you know, you're getting a bit more lift, you're getting uh, one out of 300 people doing something uh, versus say one out of a, uh, a 900 people doing something. So these numbers are still not huge. Like they're still not amazing. Uh, and you'll notice that, for example, the return on ad spend, they don't give you the return on ad spend numbers at all uh, because we would be looking for uh, a ROAS of like 400%. Uh, that's, that's sort of the generally accepted number. If you want, say, uh, solid ROI, you need to have at least 400% uh, our ROAS and they don't say what the number is here. They just say it's higher than than previous. So yeah, there's there's definitely uh, oh there it is average ROAS uh, created at dollar sixty five. That's not great. Oh, that's so I still really have a lot of questions. So <clears throat> let okay let me back up a little bit. So I first I want to be clear at what I'm looking at. So is this just TikTok put out their own research on? marketing mix modeling in order to basically say, if you use TikTok in your marketing mix, you will get higher numbers or is similar to a few years back where Facebook put out profit, which was an open source code system that you could use to do predictive forecasting is TikTok saying you can use our software to do marketing mix modeling, which includes TikTok data. So is it is it both? Is it one or the other? Like, what are we even talking about? Let's start there. So in this case, this is TikTok releasing a study about itself oh. based on marketing mix modeling <laughs> done by Nielsen with, with select TikTok clients. Okay. So it sounds like then, and this is me going in blind. Um, it sounds like then these clients were using TikTok and 
other digital tactics. And so Nielsen did the analysis. Media mix modeling. The media mix modeling to demonstrate that TikTok, when included in the marketing mix, got you better results. Does it say what the what the other digital tactics were? No. And when you try to download the study, it actually goes to someplace that that says it's not available, which is kind of weird. Uh, you have to it's asks you for a login to a site that you're not given, um, <laughs> which is weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, no, it's it's not like software. So Facebook, for example, released its Robin um, marketing mix modeling software to the world. It's free. It's open source. And if you are willing to tolerate an incredibly horrible interface um, and 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 very complex tooling it does work it does work it just it's like being handed a pile of parts and and you being told to build your own car it is technically correct all these parts you know this pile of parts will turn into a car if you put them in together right but um, it's not for the average person this on the other hand is just a study uh, done with nielsen as a third party to validate that um, the results are what they say they are now the the big question here is, and this is a question that has come up, is is media mix modeling, whether it's done by TikTok or somebody else, uh, is it a valid measurement system? Is it something that marketers should be thinking about? And the answer to that question is yes. Um, do we? Do you think we need to talk about like how it works? I would think so. Yes. <laughs> even even at a high level, let's let's sort of give the overview because okay, you know when I even I'm still sort of wrapping my head around it. And since I'm in it, I feel like I'm a good representation of general marketers. Okay. At its core, when you strip away all the fancy jargon, a media mix model is nothing more than a regression model. You have some kind of outcome like sales or marketing qualified leads or something that is a measurable number that is an outcome. Maybe that's, you know, number one column in your spreadsheet. And then whatever the rows are, the rows could be days, hours, some granular measurement of time. And then every column after that is a number that is some kind of marketing data. So it could be number of people who drove by your billboard, number of sales calls made by the outbound sales team, number of visitors from organic search, number of engagements on your tweets, column by column by column. You just put together the biggest possible spreadsheet you can of all these numbers. And then using stats you say all these numbers that we put in alone or together which ones have a correlation to the the outcome that we care about with all the data science steps in the in the, in the middle of you know get rid of spurious data etc etc sure. et et and the influence of any of the columns becomes that your media mix modeling score you know 51% uh, organic search is 51% in this model. It means it's, mm-hmm. it has, you know, the majority of, of interest. Uh, you have uh, social organic social 38% and so on and so forth. And it, you basically turn to a bar chart at the end, uh, mm-hmm. very similar to an attribution model, but instead of using individual customer actions, it is using the aggregate math. Now media mix modeling is super useful today because it requires no personally identifying data. It's just mm-hmm. aggregated numbers. And so it's privacy safe, which is something that you all care about quite a bit. But that's how it works. It's just a it's just a regression model. Now you can have long and involved debates about which form of regression to use and which tooling to use. But at the end of the day, that's all it really is. So 
you're using marketing mix modeling and media mix modeling modeling interchangeably. Are they the same thing? Because we started talking about marketing mix modeling, and now you're talking about media mix marketing. And I just want to make sure I'm following correctly. They are mathematically the same thing. What okay. makes a media mix model different than a marketing mix model is that a marketing mix model typically has stuff uh, from lower down in the funnel. So a media mix model would literally be media, TikTok, newspaper, terrestrial radio, etc. Um, you wouldn't necessarily have things like branded organic search data in there, as an example. A marketing mix model, you would have email opens, uh, mm -hmm. click, you know, email click-through rate, etc. Stuff that's really more mid-funnel behavioral stuff, returning users to the website. Um, so that's kind of the, the difference is the ingredients that go in, mm -hmm. but mathematically, they're the exact same process. So with the study that Nielsen did for TikTok, if, and maybe I'm getting these two confused, it sounds like you're describing what they did was a media mix model, but they're calling it a marketing mix model. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my tiny little brain is starting to sweat. Um, <laughs> so what's interesting, the, you know, when I think about the difference between a marketing mix model and an attribution model, so yes, they're both a kind of regression analysis, but to your point, I think about it in terms of the ingredients. And so I think maybe this is oversimplistic, but I think of an attribution model in terms of when we say like what's working, I think of it as one dimensional. I think of it as you're only looking at your website analytics anchored in like conversions, for example, or you're only looking at, you know, your CRM data anchored in conversions. That to me is you're doing a regression analysis on one, one single kind of set of data. And then when I think about a marketing mix model or a media mix model, this is where it starts to get more complex, where you can think about your website analytics and your email analytics and all of your other different channels more granularly and all the things that go into it. So that's how I think about the two different kinds of analysis. Is Am I close? A true attribution model will use a different kind of math. It will, uh, it will typically not use a straight regression like that because a, a true attribution model should be taking into account not only impact, but also sequence, right? The, the, the order mm. in which things matter. Uh, whereas a media mix model or a marketing mix model, sequences are relevant. You're just looking for a regression impact. Um, for example, in Google Analytics 4, um, you can see here, this is uh, the number of people who have, which, which, which conversion event is this? Uh, this is people who fill out the contact form <clears throat> on our site. The reason that Google can say early, mid, and last is because they have the timing from their attribution modeling that can that can show the, um, you know the channels by sequence. This is powered by their uh, a system they call time to event decay modeling, which is sort of a weird hybrid between an attribution model and a, a marketing mix model. Mm -hmm. A true pure attribution model would be using something like Markov chain modeling, where the, the, the order in which things happen matters. So if, e if someone read an email, went to a webinar, and then converted uh, into, a, into a lead, versus someone went, went to a webinar, read an email, and converted and went to a lead, those would be different 
right? They would show up exactly the same in a regression model because the count of the events is the same, but the order in a Markov model would be different. So the attribution model would say, yeah, these things are not identical. And so if there were two conversions that went email webinar, boom, versus and only one that went webinar email, boom, the math would be different on those. And in a, in a media mix model, they'd be equal. They would all get the same credit mm. in, a, in a Markov model. The email webinar boom, which had two, email would be given a greater weight because it, you know, it, it shows up more there. So the, the challenge with attribution modeling like that is you need to have very sophisticated software and systems that, um, that allow you to create those inferences. Um, you'll typically do that in like your, your CRM or your marketing automation software because that's where the individual touch, touch points are. With marketing mix modeling, you don't need any of that information. And that, that's a good thing because it means you're not collecting personally identifiable information either. All right, so let's go back to the TikTok marketing mix model. Um, you know, I, I, I want to pick it apart a little bit and, you know, I want to kind of understand what their approach was. So did we, do we know from the methodology from the TikTok marketing mix model uh, paper how much weight was put on TikTok versus other channels? We don't even know what the other channels were. Correct. Right? We don't know. Um, they, uh, uh, as far as we can tell, it looks like they did the regression analysis and they did a multi-objective optimization analysis. And, but they don't provide any details. And like I said, I can't get the actual paper. I can't download the actual paper no. um, to, to read the methodology for, I'm not sure why it's just not working. Um, okay. So there's, there's that challenge with TikTok as a platform. Have they gotten better about users being able to access their data? Advertisers? Yes. Okay. But not yes. organically. I mean, there's, there's some creative metrics in the platform. I mean, when you, if you open up your TikTok account as a creator, you will see your, your, your post analytics and things, but it's not data that you can easily export out uh, and certainly not data that you could feed into, uh, easily feed into your own marketing mix model if you've got one. Um, the advertising data, that is exportable. So if you're paying money, you, you can get that information out. Huge surprise. So that's where I was going with my line of questioning. Uh, thank you for picking up on that is... It seems to me like to validate this research paper, I would want to do my own version with TikTok data. But, you know, we aren't advertising on TikTok. We're creators for Trust Insights. So we are posting organically, but we wouldn't be able to necessarily easily get that data in order to factor it into our marketing mix model. The other thing that's interesting is... You know, you're limited as far as I know. I mean, I'm not a TikTok expert by any means, but I feel like you're limited as a creator organically into how you can get people off of TikTok back to your own website, for example. Um, you, there are, for obviously for the advertising, that's not a problem. Sure, right? uh, but I'm talking organically. Right. Uh, organically, it is... Uh, it's not as easy. You, again, you want to have those those calls to action uh, that are easy to remember. Uh, the same as you used to do on Instagram back in the day before you were able to um, to Include export links. your information out of Instagram. Yeah. 
So, but how do you get people off? I mean, it's the same thing. It's, I guess this is true of any social platform. How do you take people out of the experience on a social platform to do the thing? And that comes down to the content that you're sharing, the copy, the offer, the creative, all of that stuff. But if you can't measure it correctly, that's problematic. So can you, as an organic content creator, could we add UTM tags into our URL? Could we create like a short URL, like a bit.ly or something that has the UTM codes baked into it so that we know if someone's clicking on the link in our TikTok bio, where they're coming from? Yes, that you can do. Um, okay. You can put, uh, you, you can do the whole link in bio thing. And that part is pretty straightforward. Um, the thing that I would advise there is that you do, again, like we used to do with Instagram in the days before having you know, lots of clickable URLs, we have one that's easy, something like a, some kind of subdomain that mm-hmm. on the back end, you do the redirection with the UTM tag. So you would have like, for example, trustinsights.ai slash TikTok would be the easy to remember thing that you would call out in your video. You know, just kind of like we yell at people at the end of every episode, you know, go to this URL. There's, there's you, know, you can add in uh, UTM tracking there. Mm-hmm. If you do that with a URL you share in a TikTok video, then it, people will it should be memorable enough to be able to type that in manually, and you'll still get the tracking codes because the tracking codes would be appended by your website when that traffic comes through. Obviously, you want to use a custom URL, maybe for even each video. If you're if you're being super uh, urgent, about it, you might have you know uh, TikTok.trustinsights.ai/two or slash three and then on the back end each of those you know corresponds to a specific video if you want to measure individual pieces of content mm-hmm. uh, but there's no way to easily do that in organic tiktok um, you can do that 100 percent in paid is there an api to tiktok so that if we wanted to create our own marketing mix model we could export our data nope hmm. there is not uh, there are plenty of unauthorized, unlicensed, um, unsupported third-party scrapers that can extract data from TikTok, but that requires substantial infrastructure to set up, and you do risk getting your account banned. I mean, so basically, these are all the lifetime movies of uh, APIs. Got it. (laughs) The unauthorized true story of Saved by the Bell with actors that look nothing like the real characters. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Trust me, there's people in our audience who know exactly what I'm talking about. I I don't watch Lifetime, so (laughs) you're missing out, sir. I'm I'm really not. So yes, uh, there are ways to get at some of that data. They are imperfect and they are highly fragile. Um, The number of scrapers that are out there, you know, they break fairly often because TikTok will change something in its code and the individual maintainers of that code have to adjust their code. So um, it is definitely not something I would want to bet uh, the company on by any means. And, and really, if you want reliable data, you got to pay. Uh, pay to just run ads instead. So it sounds like, all right, so if we go back to the beginning with this self-published TikTok marketing mix model research paper, you know, I think with it, we've pretty well determined that it is you know, understandably so biased towards TikTok coming out on top. We don't know the methodology. We don't know what the other channels were. We don't know how this research was done. We know enough about how a marketing mix model comes together to know that there is definitely some skewing of TikTok being upfront. We also know that 
if you want to run your own marketing mix model, your best bet of TikTok data is to have paid advertising on TikTok. Now that's not, you know, available to everybody in terms of resources budget. So if you're looking to do a marketing mix model with your TikTok data, you could also use an unauthorized third party tool to get your TikTok data to figure out where in my strategy, where in my marketing is TikTok falling? Is it effective or not? So there's a lot of different ways to approach it. But I would say if you're trying to factor TikTok in and you're looking at this TikTok self-published marketing mixed model paper, know that TikTok commissioned it to make themselves look better. And, you know, every company has the right to do that, but it's the buyer beware. If you look at this and go, oh, TikTok is going to work for me, that's not necessarily true. I would also say, depending on the social software that you use, um, you may be able to get some of that information mm-hmm. in a less less scrapey way um, for example in agora pulse the uh we use agora pulse with our tiktok account um so we can push out uh and, and get some of that data because they collect it i don't know how i don't ask don't tell uh, <laughs> but you do mm, get that, that in- <laughs> you you do at, you do get to this so you can see for example mm-hmm. you know reach of 13 video completion rates and stuff and this data is exportable from agora pulse so, yeah, I think that maybe a third-party social listening tool is probably a safer bet. Yes, I would say it's the safest bet um, mm-hmm. to to do that. Now, there's a trade-off, and the trade-off is that um, it is uh, you have less flexibility in, in terms of using all the bells and whistles in TikTok's native tools. Um, so there is that consideration as well. But you can at least get this information from TikTok via. Um, certain social media listening tools. So I think, so, you know, we don't use TikTok enough that I feel like if we're building our own marketing mix model for Trust Insights, I would say probably skip TikTok data altogether. It's not worth the headache of trying to extract it. But for other brands, uh, especially B2C brands, TikTok data is going to be incredibly important to factor into a marketing mix model. And so there's definitely that awareness up front of where does TikTok factor into everything. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, use caution with self-published, you know, research because they're paid to make themselves look good. And it's totally legal to do that. Exactly. And if you know anything about regression analysis, particularly multi uh, multivariate regression analysis, you know, all you need to do is drop one or two columns and your your regression will change radically. And so the selection process of what data to include changes the regression output. And so there are, if you were an unethical data scientist or an unethical statistician, there are plenty of ways to massage the, the, the algorithm to achieve the outcome you want and still be able to say with a reasonably straight face, yes, this is a, you know, an objective analysis. Because um, again, there's, there's so many different ways to tinker under the hood that are not immediately obvious to, to anyone who's not like a serious statistician. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you've got some marketing 
uh, data that you've processed with TikTok or you're using marketing mix modeling and media mix modeling and you want to share your experiences, pop on by to our free Slack group. Go to trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers where you and over 3,000 other marketers are asking and answering each other's questions every single day. And wherever it is you watch or listen to the show, if there's a platform you'd rather get it on instead, including TikTok, uh, you go to trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast and you can catch the, the show uh, on all the different places it airs. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time. Thank <laughs> you.